Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade and was allowed to seek one from the Indianapolis Colts. What could they get for him? Is this even realistic? And where are the landing fits for Jonathan Taylor? And a whole lot more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Shout out to all the everydayers out there. You can be one. Just subscribe up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so uh, a big shocker here is that the mm-hmm. Indianapolis Colts, Matt, have allowed. Jonathan Taylor and his agents to seek a trade that he has requested. So this opens up more opportunities, I think, for a trade to happen than when a player says, I request a trade and the team says, okay. And that's <laughs> yeah, right. That's nice. Uh, according yeah. to Adam Schefter, the Colts have given all pro running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade per league sources. Other teams now are weighing whether to make an offer to the Colts and what would be fair value. Stephen Holder has reported now that, according to a source, that the Colts are seeking a first-round pick or package of picks that equates to as much in a potential Jonathan Taylor trade. And so when you hear that, I think I I go back to last trade deadline and the Christian McCaffrey trade, which was Mm -hmm. exactly that. The 49ers didn't have a first-round pick, didn't end up giving up a first-round pick for Christian McCaffrey but they gave up first-round pick value in the combination of second-round, third-round, fourth-round, and fifth-round selections. And so that opens it up to more teams and more possibilities of different, if it's not just a first-round pick, but a package, too, that's the teams can get creative in the way they make this trade. And, of course, along with this, to, to make it all even more difficult, it's not like Jonathan Taylor is asking for a trade so he can play under his current tra- contract for a new team either. So this is part of a big, uh, a big contract negotiation, and we've seen how hard it's been for even star running backs to get that new big contract on top of it, which would be on top of a trade and on top of a first-round pick. So what teams would want to do that? So it starts to get a little bit more difficult, and my initial take from it, Matt, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is kind of the Colts saying, oh, you think you're going to make that much? Okay, go find it. Yeah, I, I do agree with everything you just said there. And so let's start here. I mean, you're going you're gonna to have to give up something substantial draft pick-wise and then salary cap-wise. And I'm guessing he's going to want $10, 11000000 million per year, something like – I mean, Barkley-type money. I mean, I don't think he'll get McCaffrey money, which is a little different than everybody else. But, I mean, at least franchise tag plus type stuff is what he's going to ask for which in the scheme of things is not a massive amount of cap space. I mean, it really isn't, but do you just want to dedicate it to a running back? Of course, you and I have had this conversation 8 million times. You want to give up two things for a running back. So I want to compare him to McCaffrey and get your opinion on this, because I think in terms of ball carriers, 
he's top two or three in the league. I think Chubb's ahead of him, and maybe that's it. You know, Henry, I don't know, you know. But in terms of weapons, he's not comparable to McCaffrey, you know. I Yeah, so, as far as running backs go, I would prefer McCaffrey's skill set as a pure yes. runner. He's better than McCaffrey. I, I think McCaffrey's really good, but he's a different style of runner. Mm-hmm. And, and Taylor is with Chubb and, you know, Henry. And I think that might be the group of, of the number one, just true. Bill 1985 you know, yeah. guy, right. You know, give him the ball over and over and play a certain way and don't split him out wide and get him detached against linebackers and all that stuff. So that might not be for everyone. I mean, some people might not want that style of back. So in terms of compensation, and I have some teams I think are interesting. Do you think Taylor on August 22nd of 2023 is worth more or less than McCaffrey at the trade deadline or whenever that was, week six or whatever it was last year, considering age, cost, all those things? I think he's worth less for a couple of reasons. And before the McCaffrey trade, and look, McCaffrey didn't didn't get a first-round pick either. You have to go all the way back to Trent Richardson and – there's a decade. That's ancient history. That's ancient history. Yeah. I believe uh, when Richardson got a first round pick back and that didn't turn out well, right? It was a bad trade. Um, so there's no precedent for this. And the 49ers were betting against or bidding against a division rival Rams were the other team most mm-hmm. interested. And they are also in it to win it, trying to go win a Super Bowl title where there's just not that um, there's not that, you know, push pull factor right now for a, uh, for a, a team that would be trying to trade for Jonathan Taylor. You know, a coach or a GM might think, hey, it'd be really nice to have Jonathan Taylor, but you, it, there's no, um, you know, it's not like you're on the clock in the draft to force a trade. It's not like, oh, man, the trade yeah. is coming. We're trying to win a Super Bowl right now. And there might be a team that's in that Super Bowl window that sees him as a player to take them over the top. But um, because of the receiving ability and because the 49ers weren't, they, they had, you know, the $12 million per year salary they had to take over, but the bonus stuff was already paid. So whatever team signs Jonathan Taylor is going to end up paying him actually more money than what the 49ers ended up paying for mm. Afri because the initial part of the deal was already done. Okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And the one thing I would throw on top of that is, as we sit here in late August, basically, basically, every running back in the league is healthy, too. You know, like people haven't gone down right. yet. You know, the Ravens haven't lost J.K. Dobbins and, oh, no, what do we do? You know, or you know, and there's a million examples of that. So I think there's less urgency, but I do think there's going to be more than one team interested. And in the end, I don't think they will get the equivalent of a first round pick. But the Chiefs first round picks a lot different than the Texans first round pick, too, you know, next yeah. year. You know, I mean, if you're a big time contender maybe you would consider it, you know, I mean, first for Taylor and a fourth or, you know, and and I do think it it makes more sense for a team like where the 49ers were last year to sprinkle in a running back on top of an already winning formula than to try to build around the running back. Yes. Um, And, but at the same time, those teams don't have a lot of space under the cap to do a big time running back contract. And and a lot of the best teams in the league don't have an expensive Mm -hmm. running back for that very reason because they've got to pay other positions that that have taken precedent over the overpaying a running back um but they might be more willing to send an actual first rounder or a package of picks that are later in a round versus a team that might be picking you know top 15 top 10 they're thinking well we can't give up a first round pick we don't want to give up our second round pick that might be top 50 top 40 pick um top 35 pick right 
and for a running back that we have to give a new deal to. So that's that makes it a little bit more difficult. But I think there were probably are some teams, Matt, uh, in the next segment that we could that mm-hmm. we could figure out how it could work potentially, and maybe some packages that might get this thing done. Um, from the Colts' perspective, do you think this is realistic that he could actually though be moved? Yes, yes, I think that I don't say the bridge has been burned, but it's pretty charred and it's a pretty weak. And I think he really wants out. And I don't think that breaks their heart, to be honest with you. I, I mean, I think that in an Eagles-like manner, they don't want to invest in running backs heavily and probably would not give him a long-term deal that's equal to his value. So you might as well move him. And I don't think they think they can win the Super Bowl this year with him. So I think that could happen tonight. Oof, okay. This gets very interesting then. That's, that's, okay, now who might do a deal as soon as this week or this next couple of weeks here? And maybe there's a big injury during preseason week number three. And we're seeing some injuries that we'll talk about a little bit later that are popping up just about every day. Not a lot of big ones right now. Not a lot of big ones for running backs. But uh, you know how quickly something like that could happen for a team and really change things for that football team. We'll get to those possible landing spots for Jonathan Taylor next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sporting events, music included, comedy, theater, whatever event you want, you can find it on the Game Time app with killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. And uh, I, I love my the times I've used game time app because of the short term value it it gives me. I might not with my schedule know exactly what baseball game here in San Francisco that I can see, but I love going to the yard and seeing the giants play and I can go right now, get a ticket for tonight's game and find the best deal guaranteed for me. And it couldn't be simpler to go get those tickets right away. So forget all the planning months in advance, just figure out what game you want to see. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, to the moments before the event, get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. You name it. You can find those tickets on the game time app. So, just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, here we go. Jonathan Taylor has been allowed to. You see- know what, BP? Yes, I-, I used Game Time the other day to go to Guns and Roses. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got home from camp Thursday night. Guns and Roses was Friday. I knew my wife wasn't into it. She was leaving for vacation Saturday morning. So I'm like, should the one day I'm home, should I go to the concert or not? So it had to be a last minute thing. She's like, go hit game time. Boom. There you have it. GNR. Are are Guns and Roses aging better than NFL running backs, man? No. Um, Slashes. He's he's okay. he's aging like a fine wine. Axel Axel's now an effort player. You know, I mean, he's, gotcha. he's okay. giving it all he got, but he lost his fastball. I mean, he doesn't run a four four anymore. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so he's a he's a rag arm. He's on the last. You know, he's he's that pitcher that's trying to get through six innings and get through that lineup a couple times, and then he's out of there. He's the guy with like Vaseline on his fingers and right, yeah, he, the guy from Major yeah. League, exactly <laughs> that dude. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Jalapeno getting the ball. Room. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. So Jonathan Taylor has been allowed to seek a trade. So it sounds like the window is open. 
uh, that his request to be gone out of Indianapolis, that Jim Irsay and uh, Chris Ballard, and I think this might be a little ownership driven in, in certain places, um, he's allowed to seek this trade. When Jonathan Taylor's agents calls around the league and probably calls every one of the 31 other teams in the league, which one of those teams do you think, Matt, is most likely to have that conversation and might be able to get a deal done to trade for Jonathan Taylor? So two nuggets, first of all, is Ryan and I dug into this heavy on Locked On Dynasty yesterday. So go check that out. I mean, obviously, we have Dynasty implications. You know, where do we want him to land? Where, where would be best for his value? What would you give up for him? That type of thing. And you mentioned salary cap. And I dug into that heavy for that show. But the more I think about it, a, a team that's tight against the cap. Like, for example, the Browns restructured Miles Garrett this morning. You know, like... You can restructure Mahomes. You can, I mean, we know you can make money if you, if you really need to get a guy. So I'm not going to dig into that heavily. I have three teams that I think are most likely, and then I have seven if you squint a little. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, what, what are those top teams for you then? Bills, Chiefs, and the Dolphins. And I always made the joke that when Andy Reid took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire he walks out to practice every day going, man, I wish I, you were Jonathan Taylor instead of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You know, <laughs> like just imagine that team with them. But there was the emergence of Isaiah Pacheco, and that's about as cheap yeah. as you can get, right? A seventh right. round running back rather than trading and signing for a big-time running back. Right. I mean, there's definitely arguments against all three of those teams. You know, mm -hmm. James Cook and Harris, and um, certainly Miami takes the – Niners before McCaffrey approach of just give me four or five guys that run really hard and we'll just beat the crap out of them and bring the next one in type of deal. But they're not Jonathan. That's kind of the Bijan versus Algier conversation we had, you know, like sure. Mostert and those dudes are fine, but the six yard run that Mostert hits might be a 16 that Taylor hits, you know? I, yeah. And you know, the MO for Miami is also, Oh, we can get this great player. Let's see if we can do it. And they've done that. Yeah, right. They're in it to it. It's that mindset. And they've kind of had a stable of running backs, but they've had trouble finding their guy. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting one to me. And maybe right now, I think the most likely. So let's stay on Miami for a second. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Of they were linked Miami? with Alvin Cook a little bit. Right. Yeah. You know, do you, is it a first round pick? Is it a package of picks? Um, do they send a running back back? What, what do you think that would look like? For the Miami Dolphins. I think I go to the Colts and say, take our second next year. And then if I'm the Colts, I might be like, that's probably the best I can do. That's not terrible. Or I want, if he hits a thousand yards, it turns into a one or, you know, maybe some incentives like there. A third the following year too. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The package that makes it feel like it's closer to a first round pick. Mm -hmm. And I can see both teams saying, okay, I, I'll buy that. Some, you know, some dollars that they would have to figure out there and restructures, I'm mm -hmm. sure, with the Miami Dolphins because they do have some, you know, it's, it's it's approaching stars and scrubs level with that, uh, the roster that they are building there in Miami. But I could see that happening. The Bills is interesting because we've, Matt, you and I have kind of put every running back, whether it's a draftable running back or a free agent running back, or, you know, we're just trying to figure out how to fix their running game and get that back in there. I mm -hmm. don't feel like the Bills care that much about the running back position. So I don't know if they would be in or not, but they were rumored to be part of the McCaffrey thing. And I think it just got too expensive. So if that was too expensive, it would seem like Jonathan Taylor would be also too expensive. And I, they were involved with McCaffrey. Apparently 
Then they went and got Cook, and there was some other name they were involved with, but they were all receiving types. You know, like I, mm, I don't yeah. know if they want the grinder. You know, if they are going to invest in a back, they want a weapon. But they play in freaking Buffalo. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Pretty, you know? It seemed like the right opportunity for that more of a a bigger back that you know play action then the big arm quarterback chucks it down the field type of a back rather than mm-hmm. um the running because Josh Allen's his own check down anyway half the time yeah and i don't i just invested in allen do i really want him doing all the goal line stuff and taking as many hits and yeah. and there are another team that's in it to win it i mean that might make them a super bowl favor what about the Dallas Cowboys Matt ooh they're not on my list but that's not a bad one pollard's only there for one more year could Pollard and, be part of that trade that gets you close to first round value? If I'm the Cowboys, I'm saying no. I want the Thunder and Lightning this year okay. all in, you know, and then let Pollard be on his way, get a pick for him or whatever, a comp pick. But boy, isn't he a Jerry Jones, Zeke Elliott, Emmett Smith type of guy? Like Jerry, I bet, likes Jonathan. Yeah. A team that values the running back position maybe more than mm-hmm. some others. Uh, not traditional a backs deal, right? That's in a window to win right now. I like that one. Cowboys yeah, are I'm jotting that down like I created it. I didn't <laughs> mention it last night. But that's not bad. And when I think of a team trading for him, I, I do think the Colts would want a running back in return because after Jonathan Taylor, it's it would be instantly the worst running back group in the NFL, possibly. Um, Zach By Moss, far. who I don't right. think much of Zach Moss. I don't think he's even a great number two. You got Evan Hole, which is their fifth round running back who's mm-hmm. been, you know up and down the preseason. You've got Kenyon Drake, who's a journeyman, uh, and then guys like Jake Funk and Jason Huntley and uh, Deion Jackson and you know the undrafted types the last few years. So um, getting a running back back is probably something that the, the Colts would like, and I think that would help grease a trade because then you would count that as towards the first-round value that you're getting back. Let me throw another team at you here, Matt. Um, And this is not a win it now window team, but it is a team that's trying to put together a running game with a new regime. What about if the Houston Texans package Damian Pierce with picks and they have extra Mm -hmm. picks to go get uh, a player to help out their young quarterback and, and take some pressure off of him. What about the Houston Texans trading for interesting uh, for Jonathan Taylor and Damian Pierce going back the other way? See, I'm such a Pierce believer. That's why I said I didn't put them on the list because I'd be very happy with what I have if I'm Houston. Plus, they're in the division. Um, but it, that idea, I think, carries some water for sure in that, like, I have the Panthers on my list. Like, Miles Sanders isn't great, but I do think investing in a running back when you have a super high investment in a really young quarterback makes a little more sense because your whole goal as an organization is just make the quarterback hit. You know what I mean? Like make Stroud's life as easy as possible. Make Young's life as easy as possible. I mean, I even have the bears on the list. Again, I'm squinting on this. Yeah, a little. I bit. was actually going to bring the bears yeah. up more because I know that money's not a problem for them. And right. Um, you know, send them Herbert back or, you know, Will Herbert. Yeah. Or, you know, the rookie Roshan Johnson. And then you have Herbert as mm-hmm. the, the backup to, uh, to Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. I, the problem there is the picks that the Bears need to spend should be going toward defensive linemen and not running backs, in my opinion. 100%. Um, so I'd be okay with a stable of backs. And, I mean, I would say no to those deals if I was the Bears or the Texans that we've that we've brought up so far. But 
um, especially if they, you know, those picks that they trade might be higher than the other teams. So to me, Miami, Buffalo make the most sense. And if we're just looking at teams that that have the mo to make moves like that, that might value the running game, the running back, I think Miami Dolphins come in number one for me. Me too. I mean, I think they like. Oh, Jalen Ramsey's available. Sure. Oh, Bradley Chubb's right. available. Sure. You know, yeah. we're going all in. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe at any position. Oh, you know, what Bob if you, Gronkowski's available? Get him. You, you know, right. Flip like flip Chubb back or something like that. Flip Chubb. Yeah, maybe. I was also thinking this. I mean, J.K. Dobbins isn't thrilled. What about Dobbins in a three? Dobbins in a four. See, I could see that absolutely yeah. from from again a team that values the run game enough mm-hmm. to make a, a move like that that has a window to win right now yeah last one i have here is the vikings i don't think they're so analytically driven they just cut cook because they don't want to spend on on running backs but right. it's an upgrade I mean, and maybe you have a rookie quarterback next year that would be kind of you know i can see that a little bit maybe even send madison back the rams the Rams finally have some. Picks. I just don't think they, they can afford it next year. They're going to trade him away first. I almost put them down just because they're so aggressive, and they might think they're still Super Bowl window, which I think is bonkers. Right, but if I almost it, put them down because they like shiny things too. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, there's there's some options out there. This one gets Washington. Really interesting. What's the other one? What's that? You have one more? Washington. Oh, Washington. Well, that's a perfect segue. Let's get to Washington next. The yeah, Commanders yeah. end the Ravens preseason win streak. Sam Howell, some other takeaways from Monday Night Football. Could they be a fit for Jonathan Taylor in trade next? Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week. Every week, we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed fits for your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And how about DJ Moore, a new face in a new place? If you're looking for that player to to draft in your fantasy football leagues that might have number one value in his new offense with a young quarterback, none other than DJ Moore, who's already shown that he can do it just about all by himself on the first play from, I think it was the first play from scrimmage in the Bears' first preseason game. So use one of those luxury picks on a Bears wide receiver like DJ Moore. It didn't take long for the former Panther to go from 0 to 60 uh, after his big trade for the Bears. And if that is a good fit for your fantasy roster, as it has been a great fit for the Chicago Bears, eBay knows what a great fit looks like and what a guaranteed fit looks like for your vehicle because it is no different. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, shocks and struts, you name it, you can find it at eBay Motors. Go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Everything for your vehicle uh, is just a click away. For the parts and accessories to fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
Okay, Washington Commanders. Let's let's finish up the Jonathan Taylor portion of this. Uh, that is an interesting fit in a team I didn't really think about because they've got multiple running backs. They've got Brian Robinson, and it looks like maybe even a resurgence now for Antonio Gibson in that new look offense in Washington. Yeah, so back to Taylor real quick, and then we'll talk about the game because I would offer Robinson in the third. It's not bad. That's interesting because, yeah, if you can fit in the money mm-hmm. and you're Washington, you can – and Washington might even be in the market to trade away one of their defensive linemen to gain picks back and – Chase Young uh, for Taylor? Oh. You know what I mean? I mean? Yeah, how about something crazy like that, right? That is really Chase Young and Robinson for Taylor? Throw in some picks to even it out or whatever, you know? I mean, they're both contract guys and – not real happy and so real quick on the uh, on the, the commander's <laughs> running back chase young fit just because yeah. it's kind of a, a need for indy as well yeah and in the dome almost, almost every team could could use a, a stud potential stud defensive lineman if you know he's the guy that the that washington knows they're not going to end up paying they've used a lot of early picks on these guys, but none of them look like chase young capable if he's on his mm-hmm. best day, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, they should at least have a conversation. I bet they could have a nice little chat real quick on the, the commanders running backs though. They are a dead 50, 50 split. Like I thought it'd be Robinson early down Gibson late downs, but so th- far through the preseason, they're just saying it's your series. It's your series. And maybe they won't do that in the regular season, but it's a true 50-50 split right now, which it wouldn't be with Taylor. Yeah. Do they want the split, or are they telling us, ah, maybe we don't really love either one of these guys? Mm-hmm. Right. And, again, trading Taylor as part of it would get you closer to the first-round value, and then you wouldn't have to give up a first-rounder, potentially, to, to go get right. him. So that is actually an interesting one there. Um, my take on the running backs was that the the um, it was just the resurgence of Antonio Gibson, who's kind of been buried mm-hmm. in that offense, and maybe he'll be back to his receiving ways there for for Washington in this one. I'm kind of targeting him in fantasy, but he also is a free agent after the year too. So if you're going to roll with a young quarterback, whether that's How or the next one, I wouldn't mind being able to hand it off to Taylor. What do you think about Sam Howell in this football game? The uh, Commanders win it 29-28 late field goal. Baltimore's streak of 25-26 games, whatever it was, is now over. And uh, Washington wins this one. A couple of touchdown passes from Howell. He played a lot in this one. 19-25, uh, of 188 yards and two touchdowns. I've always kind of liked him. I mean, I'll be honest. I was blown away that he was drafted as late as he was. I, I think he's a second-round prospect, and I still do. And he's got some toughness. He's got ability. He's got good enough wheels. Um, I don't think he's a superstar, but I could see him being one of the best 32 for the next five to 10 years, whether that's what the commanders want or not. He could be elsewhere. Um, one thing, and it showed up last night though, slide once in a while. Yeah. You know, I mean like this, <laughs> what are you doing? It's a preseason too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know what, his size, his height, I, I could see being a problem sometimes um, mm-hmm. because, and, and you it, Mayfield like, we see it a lot with these guys. Yeah, they're so yeah. good at getting out of the pocket, throwing the ball down the, uh, you know, to the boundary in college, and you realize why. You get in the NFL, and there's a throw over the middle that he made, and he, and he connected. I think it's one of those touchdown passes, but he's like kind of like jump passing. You can tell he's, like, right. he's having a problem seeing it. Um, yeah. But if, if that doesn't rear its head physically, he's you know athletic, has a good arm. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's an underrated prospect coming out. I agree. Like I thought Ritter and 
I, to be honest, Pickett, I thought, was in that group. I thought yeah, those yeah. guys were all kind of second-round guys. And then Pickett went in the first round, and then someone like Howell falls all the way to the fifth round. So phenomenal pick. If he ends up just being right. a long-term backup, that's great. But promising start and uh, interesting. And he's he's been named the starter. So we'll, we'll get to see the Sam Howell era for a little while in Washington. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be at least Ryan Fitzpatrick, Gardner Minshew, Case Keenum type, but maybe better. And it's worth giving him a shot this year to see. And he falls on his face, give, give it to Brissett. If you are going to build around him, you better be better up the middle, though. Like, I want a stud center and guards. You know, I can't have the pocket collapsing on my short quarterback. You know, much like they did with Breeze, was invest in those interior guys. But I thought the the commander's skill guys looked good last night, too. Dotson's one of my faves, and, mm-hmm. you know, McLaurin looks really good. Looks like he avoided injury. And, and Zay Flowers stood out for the, the Ravens in a short stretch there, too. Yep, they got him the ball on a couple of uh... – yeah um the the little uh that little out route you know it's like it, I, I love that route for a young player let's just get you know let's clear it out for him get him a nice easy completion and a, a nice easy catch there he did have a, a touchdown reception yeah. in that game i thought josh johnson was kind of dealing for baltimore a little mm-hmm. bit i uh, did have an interception both quarterbacks did brown and johnson but they were both uh, i think they both combined for only four incompletions in that game yeah and the streak is gone Johnson's uh, interception was bad. I mean, he threw a balloon ball that just waited forever because yeah. that, that receiver was wide open. I mean, if he puts it there. a little more in a line, he gets it there. But maybe it just came out of his hands wrong. I don't know. But that's actually a competition. I'm not sure if it's going to be Huntley or Johnson as the number two. Yeah, and you, Josh, Josh Johnson is not the type of guy you would thought in go thought would go in and just win a backup job. You know, he's kind of been yeah. number three journeyman, or maybe even doesn't make a team. So yeah. interesting development there for Baltimore, the backup quarterback position. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks and starters, Baker, Baker Mayfield officially named the starting quarterback. We kind of all have figured that's what the case was going to be there for uh, for Tampa Bay. But um, Baker Mayfield named the starting quarterback for what about Tampa Bay for Jonathan Taylor? I thought about it. I just think that there's they need so many other things. You know what I mean? I, the team that's that. That's why I didn't mention the Rams too. like go build a line in a defense first, you know, and Tampa's not in as bad a shape, but. He'd be an upgrade, that's for sure. And I guess the, the the Colts, if they were to move him, they could sign a Fournette, who used to be a Buck. Um, real that's quick on Baker, I think he just, I think Trask isn't a very good prospect. You know, like I talked, like I'd rather have Howe or Ritter or any of those guys we just talked about than Trask. I just don't see it. I, I think Washington, Tampa, both. I don't know how they didn't already, or could they still at the end of camp be calling, say the 49ers about Trey Lance or something, you know, give them a yeah, little bit yeah. more of a high upside backup that could be kind of waiting in the wings there. Tampa in particular. You know, yeah. Like Lance might be the three in Washington. He might be the one in Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, last note here I have is Jackson Smith and Jigba yeah, yeah. turned up with an injury. Actually, we didn't mention him post uh, preseason week two. He had a really good game and looks awesome for the Seahawks, but it uh, looks like he broke a bone in his wrist and he's going to have surgery on it. They're hoping he can be back to start the season, maybe early in the season. So it doesn't look like it's going to be a long-term injury, but it will hamper him probably to begin it in week one. Might just make him a, uh, you know, remember like uh, Odell Beckham was hurt and he was like a, just a steal in everybody's fantasy drafts his rookie year. Maybe that's what Jackson Smith and Jigba is for the Seahawks this year. With He'll be hurt and he'll have that little asterisk next to his name in some of these uh, late August drafts and Labor Day drafts as teams get ready for the preseason. That wouldn't scare me off of him. Uh, but it might drop him in some in some drafts. But you know, broken wrist can linger for a while. So that's mm-hmm. unfortunate that the rookie starts his uh, his career that way. Yeah, I think he's going to be a very good player. He looks great, as you mentioned. That's a dynamic threesome of receivers. 
And frankly, we have a, a fair amount of time until opening day. And from a fantasy perspective, kind of like you mentioned, if you draft them on Labor Day weekend, when most of us have our drafts, I'm not starting them week one, even if he was 100% healthy either. I mean, your receiver core would be pretty bad shape. So, right, kind of wait and see on a know. player like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, how about the Seahawks? You flip Ken Walker, who's now healthy, before he gets hurt again, throw another pick. You, you know, I mean, you want to talk about teams that value the running back and the running back and the running game. What about Seahawks kind of sneaking in for Jonathan Taylor? Uh, not with Charbonnet in the mix. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's two second-round picks in a row you used on younger guys than Taylor. I don't know that Taylor's a big upgrade on Walker. Walker's good. Walker's sort of like Jonathan Taylor light. Yeah, but profile. he might be Jonathan Taylor 98%. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, I think he's a pretty darn good player. Matt Williamson, write that down. Matt Williamson. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Uh, thanks yeah, everybody for making this your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt and I back tomorrow. Get those mailbag questions in this week, by the way, at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL on Twitter, or in the YouTube comments. Talk to you next time right here. Peacock and Williamson.